everyone. Welcome back to Redirected. My name is Andrew East, and this is a show where we sit down with celebrities, athletes, entrepreneurs, really anybody who has experienced a pivot or change in life. I call these changes redirections. And at some point or another, we all go through them. I certainly have transitioning from the NFL to now digital media. And we're continuing our series that's sitting down with Forbes 30 under 30, people who have passion and vision and want to change the future. And it's been fun so far. I hope you've enjoyed it. Today we are joined by Adam Oxner, who is the co-founder of My Swim Pro, which was one of Apple Watch's top apps of the year. And he talks about how he ultimately co-founded My Swim Pro, which is a platform that takes people of all different talent levels and backgrounds to help them achieve their goal in swimming, whatever that might be. Uh, Adam has some really interesting th things to share as far as the systems that, that he uses to build the company, uh, whether it's technical or non-technical. He talks about the importance of having a solid group of people around you and how big a difference that can make. And he really has a lot of wonderful things to say. I hope you think so as well. If you want to find out more about My Swim Pro or what Adam is up to, you can find that information in the show notes down below. Uh, and if you haven't subscribed to the show or given it a rating, please do so on whatever platform you're listening to. I hope you enjoy this interview with Adam Oxner. Let's go ahead and jump into it. Adam, hey. nice to meet you. Thanks for thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Nice to meet you too. Uh, so I know you went to Michigan. I went to a school that's even better at football than Michigan, <laughs> Vanderbilt. I'm not sure if you're familiar sure, with, sure. with our accolades. Or, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but you're still in Ann Arbor, huh? Yeah, I am. Yeah, uh, I went to University of Michigan and uh, fell in love with Ann Arbor and never left. So I live about a half mile from the stadium. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Wow, big weekend coming up. Yes, yes, um, yes, I know. So listen, I always love to hear uh, if you could give us kind of the potted version of your upbringing, the foundation of how you got to where you are, uh, maybe what your parents were like, and and how you got passionate about this specific subject? Yeah, for sure. So uh, I grew up in uh, Southeast Michigan, so not far from Ann Arbor, but uh, I uh, grew up in a water loving family, I guess you could say. So my both my parents swam in college and my grandpa also swam at the University of Michigan. So I have a little bit of history with uh, collegiate swimming, although I wasn't really pressured into swimming. Um, it was uh, something my parents actively tried not to pressure me into because they didn't want me to feel uh, like I had to swim. But uh, I ended up swimming uh, because my best friend was swimming and I, I love it. So uh, yeah, so I swam through college uh, at the University of Michigan, got my uh, degree in computer science engineering because I love technology. Um, and I guess that's kind of uh, the, the two pieces that brought me to uh, my swim program. That's great, man. A couple things that we could go on tangents here, but this is a conversation my wife, Sean, and I have had. She was a pretty good gymnast. <laughs> I was a half-decent football player. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's like, you know, get asked all the time, oh, is your kid going to do what you did? And it's like, on the one hand, you want them to, kind of. I guess there's another part of you that doesn't want them to at all because right. swimming especially, and you can attest to this, I remember, like, we would go to football practice in high school, for whatever, two hours after school. And the swimmers are already on like their third workout of the day. <laughs> yeah. They've done one at 5 a.m., one at lunchtime, and then they're doing their third yep. after school. Mm -hmm. It's a different world. Like how many hours did you put, when did things start getting serious for you swimming? Um, so I was, I was just doing it for fun until high school when I realized that I had a little bit of 
uh, speed in me. So I, I guess probably my freshman year of high school is when I started swimming outside of the high school swim team. And then I started swimming year round. Um, and that was, uh, so we probably practiced, I don't know, six, six days a week, most, most weeks. So, wow. So the, your passion for swimming has its foundation, maybe in your parents, (laughs) probably a lot, you know, of, of other factors too. Like you said, your friend, what about your interest in computer, computer science? Sorry. I don't even know. Engineer. I did civil I did civil engineering. So I'm like a couple steps down. No, 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 no. That's cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, no. So I, I got my degree in computer science engineering. I really didn't know. I knew I loved building things. So, uh, that was, I knew I wanted to get into engineering, but I wasn't sure exactly what. So uh, your freshman year uh, at the University of Michigan, you don't really pick uh, your your concentration yet. So I took some general engineering classes. Uh, so like a little bit of electrical engineering and mechanical and all that. But I really fell in love with the coding aspect. Uh, I loved being able to write something and then instantly know if it was working or not. So there wasn't any uh, waiting for waiting for a review from a professor or something. It's just like either you built mm-hmm. it and it and it worked or it didn't. So I like that instant gratification. But uh, beyond that, I also, I grew up, um, like my, my grandpa was an engineer uh, and the, the ideas of, of building, building something that can help people has always, uh, has always stuck with me. And, and uh, I think being growing up, like around when I graduated high school in 2010. So the first iPhone came out in 2007. So it was like my freshman year of high school. So I kind of saw the smartphone um, blossom into more of a cultural thing than a piece of technology. And I really loved being able to, the idea of building something that could just be in your pocket at all times. So I could I could build something and then uh, anyone could use it anywhere in the world. And uh, that's what drew me into uh, mobile development specifically. Wow. So you said, uh, you know, computer science engineering was instant gratification for you. I took one class and like, it was instant awareness of, Hey, this is, this is not for you, bro. <laughs> like I, my, you know, you know, if it works or doesn't, I, I don't even know what it feels like to have something that works, but, uh, I'm curious. So you, you're at, you're, you're swimming at Michigan. Yep. And if your experience as a student athlete in college was anything like mine, not a lot of, free time really to pursue other hobbies or build other things besides your athletic acumen. Yeah. How did you, how did you do that? Um, so I, I, I really didn't, it was, it was mostly focused around, I had, uh, my friends were the team and, um, luckily I was around a lot of, a lot of other swimmers in my class were engineers. So we all had that kind of heavy, engineering workload along with, uh, you know, 20 hours a week of swimming. So um, it was nice to have, we kind of had a core group of, of guys who would just, you know, go into the library all day on the weekend so we could have some time to have fun on, on Saturday nights. But uh, it was it was a lot of time. Uh, I didn't really have a lot of time for, you know, learning stuff outside of class. Um, but uh, luckily we had some some good opportunities and classes at the university to, uh, I actually got to build like a mobile app, um, to help, uh, uh, some girl with disabilities to be able to use the keyboard and stuff, which was really cool. Wow. And that was kind of a, a pivotal uh, moment for me in my, 
love of mobile development. So, Man, it is amazing. And this is not a novel thought at all, but uh, you talking about how there's un- other engineers on your team. Like it is so true that the people you spend time around can make or break you. Like yep. in athletics, when I showed up and I'm surrounded by, you know, in college, way different athletes, better athletes than I was in high school. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, that, that now raised my work threshold or expectation. Same thing with academics, with you and engineering. It's like, you know, just having somebody there to bounce ideas off, ask questions. Like you just begin this vague brainstorming process, even if it's accidental, but, um, was, so this, this app you built for the, uh, disabled, uh, friend, Mm -hmm. was that your first app build? Uh, I think it was. Yeah. So I was on a project team with some other engineers who who weren't swimmers, but, um, the, yeah, we, it was a, a class that was, uh, the idea was, uh, there was, there's a girl named Grace who the professor was family friends with. And, um, at the beginning of the class, everyone pitched an idea uh, of something that we could build. Uh, it was a computer science class. So it was all software engineers, but, uh, something that we could build that could help her in one way or another. Uh, so some, it might be entertainment or it might be communication, uh, things like that. So, mm. um, we, uh, my group, uh, centered around the idea of a keyboard that was, uh, much larger than the normal keyboard to help, um, with uh, the typing. So. Wow. Were there any other apps that you built between that one and my swim pro? Uh, <laughs> what was the trajectory to get to where you, to, to where you are now? Yeah. So uh, like I said, I didn't have a lot of time to do any extra, uh, extra work outside of uh, swimming and, and like that during undergrad. So it was, it, I had a hard time finding a full time. I thought I had a hard time finding a full time job in software engineering uh, after school, wow. although I did get a job. So I worked um, at, I made accounting software basically. So that does your taxes. And then I found that uh, not fulfilling to me at all. So uh, I, it wasn't in your pocket and it was, I didn't feel like I was really helping anyone uh, achieve their goals or anything. So um, mm. I immediately started, uh, I, because I loved building that app, um, the keyboard app, I started with just one hour a day. My, my goal was to learn enough about mobile, mobile development to get a new So, um, you know, one of, one of the big apps was probably my goal. But uh, so I took about one hour a day, no matter what was happening in, in, my, in my day, I would code and learn or watch a video about learning mobile development. Because even though in school you learn about software engineering in uh in general you don't really uh, the classes i took that that app that i built it, they didn't teach you how to build an app they kind of just taught you uh software development life cycle like like how do you form the team how do you form the timeline of what you should build first and when but it wasn't like this is how you build an android app it was uh so that was more uh self-taught so i i took the time outside of work to develop those skills um and then i got a job at uh, Expedia using those skills, which was my first, uh, I had a list of uh, companies that I wanted to, to work at. And Expedia was kind of like the, the, um, the biggest one in my local area. So it was the top of my short list before I kind of thought I would expand my search. And I thought, oh, I'll never get this job because I don't really know what I'm doing. But um, I, uh, 
I ended up getting it. And that was my first uh, introduction to formal uh, mobile app development. But if you rewind those, that hour a day that I was doing uh, actually ended up being my swim pro. So uh, we were, I was just working on side projects. And then my, wow. my co-founder Ferris uh, approached me and asked me if I wanted to work on a swimming app. And I was like, sure, whatever to help me learn mobile development. It wasn't like, you want to start a company? It wasn't like, I mean, it was a company, but it wasn't like, this is going to be my job. It, it was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to learn some stuff and then I'm going to get another job. But um, so that is kind of wow. my entrance into formal uh, building apps for money. There's a couple of things that stick out to me. First and foremost, the um, you mentioned at the very beginning, you didn't think that you could get... Uh, a certain type of job. It didn't sound like, mm -hmm. and I, I do see that with athletes. I think athletics is unique in the sense that like the more you do it, the scarier it, it is to transition out of it. So the more advanced you get in your career, it's like, there's no, there's no like technical skills that carry over really from swimming or football into a job, right? right? Like other people are doing internships and you can like, whatever it's, it's not that bad of a problem, except, me personally, and maybe you too, like the confidence of transitioning was, was pretty low. I didn't, I didn't know if I could do anything else. But then the other thing is you making a list of companies is a pretty powerful concept in and of itself. Um, I don't know if that was like something that a mentor coached you to do, or did you just come up with that? Uh, I think, uh, like you said, something about like being an athlete uh, for so long um, and at the collegiate level, there's uh, there's something in me that always pushes me to go try that thing that I don't think I can do um, and then see where I land. So like even if I try something and it's and it's not going to work out, like I'm I'm going to end up further ahead than where I am now. So mm -hmm. that I kind of took that concept and made a list. Um, and instead of going up the list from like lowest to highest, I wanted to go at the highest and go down and see where I landed. Uh, I don't think, I don't remember. I don't think anybody really told me to do that. I just, I just wanted to push myself. Yeah. And that's the other cool thing is just your, your um, ability to engage enough to like want to self teach something. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that is, it's a, it's a rare quality. It's not like a hard quality to attain. Like anybody could do it, but it's like the, it's the difference between watching someone else do it and thinking, Oh man, that's cool. I wish I could do that to realizing you can do that. You just got to practice and, and get to that point. So yep. that was a tangent, but hats off to you. It's, it's a pretty cool story. So my swim pro in 2016 mm -hmm. became uh, the Apple watch app of the years. Yes. That, right. Yeah. Did I say that yeah. right? Um, you mentioned founding, you know, when you first started, it wasn't really your main focus. Right. Walk me through that point to 2016. Yeah. So, um, we, uh, were working nights and weekends. Uh, actually we were working kind of mornings and weekends because I'm an early riser. But uh, so I'd like to I like to get up early and I would code for a couple hours before I went into my nine to five job instead of stay up late because I'd like to hang out. So, um, but uh, it was myself and my two co-founders, Ferris and Mike, and um, 
Ferris's mother uh, is the CEO and then Michael is the uh, other technical co-founder. So Mike was focused on the Android app and I was building the iPhone app. So um, we the original idea was just putting the putting workouts on a phone and then people would pay us for workouts basically. So this is something that, uh, so Ferris, our CEO is a coach. He still coaches swimming. Um, so he would all often hear time, hear requests, like I'm going on vacation. Can I get like a week of workouts and I'll pay you. And then mm -hmm. he was like, Oh, we can do this on like digitally. And then a lot of people can pay us so we can help. We can distribute workout workouts to more people and help more people make more money. So, um, that was the original concept is just workouts on the phone, nothing special about it. You pay us for workouts. So, um, and then the uh, original Apple Watch came out, I think in 2015, and it wasn't waterproof or swimproof or anything. So uh, we built, we, we had a hackathon, an internal hackathon, just three of us um, to, to see, uh, just to build whatever we wanted. So I picked an Apple Watch app and I just pretended that you could swim with it. So I figured out like how to build an Apple Watch app, what maybe the UI would look like, and then uh, just hacked it together and presented it. And it, it was really cool, but we couldn't ship it because the, the, the Apple Watch wasn't waterproof without like a case or something. So um, so we put that in a drawer, you know, and uh, kept, kept building. We ended up, uh, I was still working full time um, at, at this time at Expedia, uh, where I was learning a lot. So um, it, it, it really helps being in a, in a well-established organization, building mobile apps while I was building a side mobile app, because now it gives me, it frames a lot of the decisions I make now, um, seeing how other organizations work. Um, but we applied for, uh, to be in the Desai Accelerator, which is in Ann Arbor. It's a University of Michigan accelerator. You get we got $50,000, which was enough for my two co-founders to go full-time, but it wasn't enough for me to go full-time because I had student loan debt. So, mm -hmm. um, so basically, I they were working all day at this accelerator, and then, which was uh, probably four blocks away from where I was working. So then after work, I would uh, I would stop working and then go over to. So I'd go to the accelerator before work and after work to see like what what was going on with the my swim pro stuff. So. Um, that gave us a leg up and then finally so we started seeing revenue so at the accelerator we we um, built our subscription model um, and built out more features so people we started seeing basically we saw our first our first dollar but uh in in uh 2016 the um apple watch series 2 was announced which is waterproof and it has swim tracking abilities so uh, we hacked together uh, the Apple Watch app again. I, I just rebuilt it basically for the Series 2. And then wow. uh, luckily, not only was it swimproof, but Apple had added uh, swim tracking to it. So we could say how fast you're swimming, wow. what your heart rate is. So we didn't have to build any of that stuff, which really helped. Um, and I think because it was probably a big selling point of the new Apple Watch, Apple highlighted us a lot. We got a lot of traction. Um, and things, uh, things took off pretty quickly from there. So. Wow. So what year would you say that, that the app building industry became oversaturated? I do feel like it was like super hot there for a minute. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, Oh wait, 
there's too many apps. Like I, I, I feel like it was around 2016, 17. Yeah. Do you have an, yeah, I would say it was probably around then as well. It was probably around 2017. So like all of the, uh, big fitness apps are being bought up by like Under Armour and, uh, Adidas yeah. and stuff. So, um, basically all of, all of the biggest fitness apps got snatched up and, um, so we were a little late to that party, you could say, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. it's all, it's working out fine. So I'm not not complaining. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that was kind of when things started to peak because um, these companies that were selling uh, basically apparel and they're selling material goods were uh, they wanted the apps to have like another source of, like of eyeballs. So they wanted mm-hmm. uh, you could buy you could track your run and you could buy your adidas running shoes on the app or something right um and i think they learned and this is kind of an assumption but i think what they learned is it didn't work out as well as they were hoping because uh, otherwise you would see more of those apps being bought up now because there's plenty of apps in, in mm-hmm. different categories that i think are doing outstanding work that would be an asset to a lot of different companies but um I think uh, yeah. focusing on the subscription services and like the actual app offering is probably the one that's winning out right now. All right, Adam, question for you. Mm-hmm. What, if you're going to put a percentage number to what you can attribute your success to, how, how much of that would you say is luck? I'm just curious because it is... Let me phrase this the only way I can, I guess, is you built an app in 2015 for Apple Watch Mm -hmm. because you just wanted to. Mm -hmm. And then in 2016, you're ahead of the game because you already built it out of fun, right? Mm -hmm. And then that that Apple Watch in 2016 tracks swimming, et cetera. I mean that in all, like, props to you for, I guess working to have the luck but i'll let you answer go ahead <laughs> yeah no you're right uh i mean uh, the uh the i i attribute a lot of it to luck. i i if i mm, i'd say probably half half luck okay <laughs> okay so fair um because we we worked really hard to not only you know try to guess what was was coming in the future so a lot of i think what people see is pure luck is, is kind of position yourself to be able to take advantage of opportunities when they arise like that. So you kind of say like, what if Apple built an Apple watch that was waterproof or something or like mm-hmm. that? We weren't planning for that at all, but that was kind of the seed right. of the idea to do the hackathon. So, um, uh, and, and also putting in the work to do, to build something that could take advantage of an opportunity um, that comes along in the future. Um, but I would definitely say so yeah. like luck of my co-founder finding me to do, uh, to, to work yeah. on this luck of Apple building a, a, a waterproof Apple watch and, and all that stuff. So. Um, so I don't know if you're familiar with Michael Andrew. Yes, I am. The swimmer. Mm-hmm. He was actually oddly enough, the first guest on this show, oh, sweet. uh, two, two and a half years ago. Very but, cool. um, I've, I've been fortunate enough to like, whenever I, sw- I don't seek out swimming necessarily like for my own enjoyment, but mm-hmm. recently I was able to swim with like this elite group of CrossFitters and nice. just swimming will humble you quickly if you don't practice it. But one big thing 
that you've mentioned several times, Adam, is you wanted to find something that probably first was fulfilling to you, but it seemed like helping people was the best route to get there. Like you had your work had to help people in some way. So let's use that as a transition to tell us about my swim pro, the app and, and how you've been able to help millions of swimmers at all different levels. Yeah. So my swim pro is a, a swimming app that delivers custom swimming workouts, training plans. Uh, there's a workout, fresh workout every day. Uh, there's videos to help your technique because swimming is, there's a lot, a lot of technique in swimming. Um, so my swim pro is the number one swimming app out, out there. We, you can load workouts onto your Apple watch or your Garmin device, and it will walk you through the workouts, tell you how fast you're going, what you need to do to improve. Um, and on top of that, we have an amazing online presence with our YouTube channels. Uh, our YouTube channels have great um, swimming content from interviews of top swimmers to uh, technique videos and favorite drills or maybe like why Caleb Dressel is so fast. So it's really more from from just uh, just an app into a whole swimming community uh, of, of people online and, and being able to help. We've helped, we've had over, over a million downloads this year. Uh, which is an amazing milestone. And um, we're always looking to be able to help more people in more ways. So we were first focused on on just people who already know how to swim, who how to read a swimming workout. Because if you look at a swimming workout and you're not a swimmer, it kind of looks like gibberish. <laughs> so, um, yeah. and now we're, we're, we're expanding the scope slowly so we can help people who, you know, they already know how to swim, but they want to swim for exercise or like uh, hop, in a, hop in a pool and do laps. Um, so, uh, the mission has expanded as we've been able to help more and more people and it's it is really fulfilling like you say and and i i feel really lucky to be able to work on something that uh i love doing so i basically my job is sometimes to go to the pool and swim laps and and uh and practice which is something and i don't have to go fast that's another <laughs> that's another thing so mm-hmm. um but I feel really lucky to have uh, an overlap of uh, a sport that I love that I I was just able to hop in the pool yesterday for the first time in months and it was it was amazing. But the overlap of of the sport I love with uh, intersection with technology and being able to distribute and help people more people get enjoyment out of the sport um, than would have been possible otherwise. So one thing that I think is very unique you guys have executed well is the workout being tangibly on your watch like Mm -hmm. you don't have to have your phone with with a lot of apps i'll just track my movement with my watch and then have to have my phone there to actually do the workout right but you guys figured that out yeah it's very very well so props thanks yeah it's a it's swimming is kind of one of the last frontiers of the the uh, fitness technology spectrum because it's wet. You're like in a pool. You can't just, uh, yeah. you can't, m- nobody feels comfortable bringing their, their pool or their phone next to them on the pool. So luckily we have right. waterproof wearables these days. And that's, that's really key to, I, I use every time I go to the pool, I write myself a workout and it keeps me honest and I can see how fast I went after afterwards. But, um, I think it's, it's like a new era in technology where they're waterproofing, things to help swimmers. Hey, so tell me over the past five, six years, how has your role evolved? Is it something that you've enjoyed, 
you know, at the very beginning, you're probably doing a different thing than you are now. Certainly. Yeah. Have you enjoyed that growth? Uh, yeah, definitely. So, uh, I love learning how to do new things, whether it's building something or now I'm, I'm man, <clears throat> excuse me, managing our engineering team. And, um, but I still get to build things. So when, when we started off, it was really just hacking anything together. And I think, uh, the rule of thumb when you're just starting off something is launch it before you're ready. And it was way before it was ready. So like, when I look at what the app looked like in, in 2015 and 2016, it's pretty iffy. But um, so we we hacked it together, uh, we made it work, and uh, I think uh, we found we found the the combination of things that people that swimmers love. And um, as we grew, we we started adding more engineers on the team, and uh, so now I uh, it, I probably about half my time is managing the engineering team and the product roadmap and interacting, you know, uh, like when the marketing team needs something or something like that, or an external uh, stakeholder. But the other half, I still get to hack things, which is what I love to do. So uh, I, I get to hack, like maybe if there's a new technology that Apple or Google is launching, I can experiment it, with it and maybe see like, oh, we could build this in a few months and it could help us in X, Y, Z. Um, but hacking new stuff together is one of my passions I d that will never not be a part of my job i think but i also get a lot of fulfillment from um managing the engineering team uh being you know being there to help the our my coworkers grow as professionals yeah. and as individuals and it's really fulfilling in a different way so listen when you think back over how you've gotten to where you are now what are three lessons that you've learned? Maybe someone's told it to you. Maybe you've experienced it that you could share with the listeners. Um, three lessons. Okay. So I think the first one is uh, if you think that somebody's already thought of you, you think of an idea that you want to build. Uh, uh, I get pitches for apps all the time. And my go-to response is why don't you build it? Like there are today, there are so many resources to learn everything you need to know about app development online. And uh, and even just the process of starting to do it can bring more people, like you can find other people who have the same idea and you can work on it together. So I would say if you mm -hmm. have an idea and you think that somebody else has already started it or you could be able to execute it better than you, you're probably wrong. If you are really passionate about an idea, hmm. just do it yourself. Like uh, I think people underestimate their ability to do it themselves. Um, wow. another one, I didn't come prepared with a list of these, but I think, oh, uh, another one is no <laughs> shipping before you're ready. So like, what, like I said, it's, uh, when you're building something new, it's, it's a part of you and it's like a, it, it feels like a, it's a part of you, but it's not, it's, it's something you built. And if you're afraid to get criticism of it or something, but it's, uh, it's all for the better if you release it before you feel it's ready. Cause you're never going to feel like it's ready. If you have something that you really care about, you never think it's going to be, uh, it's never going to be to the level that you want. Uh, so if you ship before it's ready, you're going to learn so much more than if you just focus on those little details, because, uh, whatever you're building, people are going to want to see it and want to use it. Preach bro. Um, and my third one is probably, uh, don't forget the the people that you that, 
I don't know how to word this. The the people that you're helping are uh, not. I we don't like to view view them as our customers, but more of our community members. So I think that position mm. um, has really uh, because we use the product ourselves. We we interact with. Uh, we go to swim meets and we swim and. Um, I think feeling like we're building something for ourselves and for our community has really uh, helped us build a better product and and be more emotionally invested in in making sure we're building the right thing. So um, if you build it for yourself first, then you know that you're going to build something that's going to help other people. So. Wow, Adam, uh, people have a lot to learn. I I learned a lot. Uh, I thank you for giving us the time and the wisdom. Um, big fan of what you've done. I'm a big fan of even more why you've done it. And I'm excited for what's next. So let us know if we can ever help you in any way. But it was a pleasure to meet you. Thanks, Andrew. It was really nice being on with you.